Unrelenting is now. Hello and welcome to episode number 99 of Unrelenting and I Hate 99. Snow. 99. Yeah, wow. 99. That means we should have a huge influx of donations for the next show. Huge, I would hope so. Massive. Mm-hmm. Unbelievably big. Huge. I'm Darren huge. O'Neill. He's Gene Mm-hmm. And exactly. I need a new snowblower. Man, we got hit with snow. And I got like half the driveway done, but the snowblower was like halfway cracked and bent. Well, how many cars you got? What do you need more than half? True. There was only one car that regularly leaves, but the wife hit the snowblower in the garage like last year and then never ordered the new part to. Uh, of course. I know. It's like, mm-hmm. wouldn't you think maybe mm-hmm. until you wait until the snow is on the ground? And I'm just like, fuck it. I'm not doing the walkway i mean it's just too heavy it's it's so heavy that even doing like an inch at a time trying to do the the shoveling thing it's like nope not gonna do it don't want to get a heart attack no no you know (laughs) statistically speaking the best way for a man to die in snow country is to have a broken snowblower right it's statistically true i mean you can't argue with stats because then you go out there and you're like well i have to move it and it's like nope i just go the Mm -hmm. other route like not moving it at all no, no. A snowblower is probably the greatest invention in prevention of health issues for men. Oh, yeah. And it is. It's such a difference in as, as far as how much effort you have to put out there. I mean, it's like freaking mm-hmm. magical. Yeah. You're just walking slowly. I mean, I, I don't know what kind you got, but when I was a kid, so this is back in the old country, old times, right? But it, uh, we had a track model from Honda, so there was literally zero effort. It pulled you along. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. That's what I need. We have just a regular wheeled middle of the line. Yeah, wheeled Toro. And uh, mm-hmm. you need something. I mean, Toro. we haven't been hit really with a lot I of snow. I remember those guys. I, I did some work for them. But when you get hit, then it's necessary. And it was I mean, enough. Feet. You know, we probably got uh, five to six inches overnight, and it's heavy, mm-hmm. wet stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we're supposed to get it through tonight into tomorrow. Although right now they're saying it's just warm enough because I'm looking here at my uh, at my meter and it's 32 Mm -hmm. degrees outside. Oh, so it's all getting that ice on the bottom. Uh huh. And they're saying we might get some rain for a little while and then turn back into snow. Oh, that's the best for road conditions. And then for the uh, after that happens, we're having three days where the high is going to be like negative two. (laughs) <laughs> right i mean you're like i'm so glad i'm not up in the great yeah, white north you're probably happy you're not working i'm just happy it's like i'm just not gonna leave the house yeah yeah we got the groceries uh, we are all set yeah, and i don't know why right. it was the first time ever i mean we order our groceries like you do i mean everybody can check it off the bingo card right. grocery ordering right. talk but i went to do that on wednesday of this week normally i do it on tuesday Mm-hmm. but we pushed it back to wednesday and i did the whole order was done with it by about 8 45 in the morning and there were no slots open for wednesday they had mm-hmm. no pickup mm-hmm. slots so i don't know what happened that was the first time that ever happened 
So we had to wait till yesterday to pick up the groceries. Luckily, they had most of it. I got a grocery story for you, too. Oh, boy. And the freezer is working. I plugged that in. So now we just buy frozen stuff, throw it in there. And now you don't have to leave the house for a month. Right. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, yeah. So uh, let me tell my my story with the groceries. So, you know, I've been fasting, right? Yes. For 10 days. And you, so you started days. eating yesterday, right? Yeah. Last night. So it was it was exactly I, I mean, I, I could have waited until today, but I kind of figured, well, you know, technically the last meal i had was about 8 p.m so i uh i broke the fast at about 8 p.m but here's what happened so i was i figured what, what do i want to eat first right and i thought i'm really kind of in the mood for a lox bagel oh yeah we had talked about that on the last yeah. show yeah yeah, yeah. And and you've, so, been, you've been uh, wishing for it ever since for a while for a while and so i had ordered bagels from new york from my bagel guy oh you have a bagel guy does he overnight them to yeah yeah they fedex them nice and so I got fresh New York bagels and I ordered, um, I already had the cream cheese I ordered, uh, like a pound of lox from HEB. So I'm like, this would be perfect. I even timed the delivery to be no earlier than my fast breaking so that I don't, uh, <laughs> well, a little earlier. I think I had it at about 5 PM just to give them time to deliver and everything. So get a message. You, your food has been delivered. Okay, walk out to the door, open the door, no food. Uh-oh. I'm like, uh-oh. Like, shit. So either they delivered to the wrong house, or the delivery guy just marked it as done, but it hasn't actually showed up. Right, he's running late, but doesn't yeah, want people to yeah, know. Exactly, exactly. So I called up HEB. I'm like, okay, guys, so got a message, says food's been delivered, not here and talk to them for about 10 minutes they're trying to track it down and then they they say okay well we got a photo of it being delivered i'm like okay describe the 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 mat right in front of the door like oh there's no mat that's not my house oops yeah (laughs) oops and they're like oh well so sorry you must have been one of your neighbors like yeah well it's too bad your driver can't read address numbers Don't you have um, a GPS? Come on. Yeah. I mean, well, that's the problem is they use the GPS and just pick a random house around where the GPS tells them. Right. It's close enough. It says yeah, stop it's, here. It's like, oh, so stop here. Must be one of these two flip a coin. Uh, God forbid you read a number. So, but I did look in my neighbor's house and there was no food in front. So they're like, okay, we'll do a redelivery. So they do a redelivery. Guess what's the one item they were out of for the redelivery? The locks? The locks. Oh. Now, do they have it for the original delivery? Uh, yes. Those yes. bastards. Yes. So the, they, they were <laughs> out of it for, for that only. Oh, and, man. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I was, um, I was not a happy camper about that event happening. I can just hear you on the phone. You have no idea, dude. I have not eaten in 10 days. Literally. I was trying I to explain that to HEB. I'm like, <laughs> this is literally why I ordered the food. It's the first meal in 10 days. Guy, guy, I'm sure the guy must have thought I was crazy. Well, yeah. Like, anybody yeah, that tells oh, you they haven't okay, eaten man. in 10 days. Uh-huh. You're like, sure, uh-huh. buddy. Then they look yeah. at you and they're like, you had lunch. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. Anyway. Uh, but, but it, it, it does have a happy ending in the end. 
a 25 year old um, Instagram model happens to live two doors <laughs> down and realized your locks were your locks and brought them over? Almost, almost. Uh, I get a text message from my uh, Muslim neighbor, and I say Muslim just because it's funny. And uh, <laughs> to you or to everybody? No, else. no, no. We're we're buddies. We go out to eat and stuff. And he says, "Hey, um, do you have uh, ordered a bunch of food?" Because I got a delivery here that has like bacon and locks. And he's like, I first thought of you. Uh huh. Well, and he was like, well, you know, my roommate put it all away, but I, I didn't order this. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no shit, dude. So uh, I said, yes, I did, but I got a replacement for everything. You can keep everything, keep the bacon. Haha. <laughs> uh, but uh, nice. bring over the locks because uh, they couldn't replace that. So I need the, uh, I need my locks. So he uh, comes over a little bit later. He's got the bacon, the locks, uh, and then a bunch of iced tea. And so he brought up half the iced tea that they misdelivered to oh, him. Oh, how many? Bo- was- okay. Well, you normally order like 30. How many bottles uh, do they yeah. drop off there? No, I, I, I just put in an order for 10 this time. So he brought <laughs> over five bottles back. Oh, but they put 10 bottles of iced tea at the wrong house. At the wrong right? house. Yeah. And how much was the uh, grand total of the food delivery? 110 bucks. Nice. Or no, 130 with everything. Um, the 110 would have been without the locks for the redelivery. Uh, 130 was the original order amount. Well, I mean, so, the happy yeah, thing is got, it went to somebody you know mm-hmm. that you knew wasn't going to try to poison you. Yeah. Or yeah. keep the food. Well, I mean, I think he, you know, it took him two and a half hours to let me know after the fact. So, to re- well, did he realize, like, wait, I didn't, what is this? Why do we have think- locks in the fridge? Yeah, exactly. I think his roommate put away the stuff and then thinking that he ordered it. And then by the time he got around to dinner time and opened the fridge, he's like, man, you got a bunch of food. And his roommate is, no, I didn't. I thought that you must have gotten it. So it's, uh, he's like, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that's what happened. And I think the bacon tipped him off that, oh, you know what? I bet you this is a neighbor's order. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, at least it had a happy ending. Yeah, exactly. In the traditional sense, not the perverted sense. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. But this is the was a kid, man. happy ending had a different meaning. With all of the way that the economy has gone, it's getting so hard to mm-hmm. find reasonable people to do the jobs like delivery like putting your orders together at wherever fast food place. Mm-hmm. It does seem like there is a massive dumbing down of employees. I mean, when we were 16, 17, we were working in places, you know, and not for me, fast food, but I worked in, you know, different little, like the pool store and worked yeah. for, uh, you know, a bookstore. It's like, I don't think I was completely incompetent. Yeah. All the places that you're going to see a bunch of hot women. Right. It's exactly why you get the jobs mm-hmm. when you're a teenager. Cause that's, you know what? That's what 1980s movies taught us. Uh-huh. Porky's <laughs> fast times at Ridgemont high. Uh-huh. The uh-huh. good old days, all the things they cancel. Now you can't so, have that. Uh, I'm sure you've heard. This is a good, good transition. Actually. I'm sure you've heard about the, uh, the Jew tunnels in New York. Yes. Under the synagogue. Yeah. Under the synagogue. So there's obviously, as soon as that first popped up on video, 
a whole shit ton of uh, anti-Semitic people are like, yep, see, that's where the Jews, they take the babies and they drink the blood right there, right out of the synagogue. Uh, It takes literally zero time for anything that could portray Jewish people in a negative light to be turned into, see, we told you, Satan worship, Hitler was right. The Jews and Trump. I saw a lot of those messages. Yeah, well, people are nuts. But then again, I hang out on the, you know. Well, you hang out in those types of areas, so there you go. (laughs) It might be my fault. But yeah, like no agenda social. Uh, Whoa. Um, But uh, what I I got from the other media, uh, which is to say Israeli media, which was pretty damn funny, is it appears that the young Hasidic men were all virgins, remember, because you don't have sex till you're married, uh, had managed to build a tunnel underneath the synagogue, um, going from an unused part of the synagogue to the women's dressing room. Oh, well, this is like an 80s movie. It is. It's Porky's. It's fucking Porky's, man. It's, and it, it's, it's like, People are like, why are there dirty mattresses there? Why do you think? <laughs> it's it's uh, the the tunnels. It wasn't even an exit. It was like where the tunnel went up to and had some uh, holes in was the women's dressing room uh, in the building across the street. That's a lot is, of work. Which is just also to a Jewish owned, Which is also a Jewish owned building. So. So the, the, the theory is the tunnel actually originally was built much earlier. Um, but the boys had managed to discover it and continue doing a little bit of excavation work to get to their desired target. How they repurposed it. Mm hmm. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what ultimately comes out of this thing. Um, but you also see in the video, you see a bunch of young men with barely a beard, you know, so you can tell they're really young because their beards are less than an inch long, jumping up on the furniture and yelling at the police. Like, where have we seen this type of behavior, but in different outfits? All huh. over. Oh, wait a minute. So they're, they're, they're zoomers. These are literally. Hasidic zoomers. They get <laughs> I I can't even do this with a straight face. They're uh dry they're Come on. mad that the adults are turning off their pornography. You're turning our tunnel away. Oh god. It's a weird world. It is a weird world. A lot of hate though. I mean again I am curious to say now who who's going to be next to say Tunnels in Gaza, tunnels in New York, hold my beer. Because <laughs> you know somebody will. But we'll have tunnels in Ukraine next thing you know. Well, don't forget that we had all the tunnels of all of the uh, smuggling coming in over the southern border. That was always oh, the big sh- story. Sh- sh- we don't talk about that. Oh, we don't? Okay, sorry. Yeah. Hush, hush. Smuggling. Operation uh, Human Trafficking. Yes. Uh, what was the guy's name uh, that tunneled his way for like 10 miles? One of the mob bosses in, in Mexico. Oh, right. El Chapo? Chapo. Yeah. I think that was the guy. Yeah. 10 mile long tunnel. That's great. 
I mean, hell, back in the day, that's what they used. You know, Al Capone. There were tunnels under all the buildings in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Tunnels are very. I was popular. actually, I was in the uh, original. Um, uh, what are they called? Well, now they're. I think their last name was the the Saint Paul Caves was the last name they went under. But uh, the original smuggler, um, speakeasy tunnels in Saint Paul which were which, like St. Paul, Chicago, that was a a regular path for mob activities. Of course. Um, all the Chicago boys went up to St. Paul to hide out because St. Paul had a, a non-extradition with Chicago. And we got to supply them with all the stuff they needed. Yeah, yeah. And all the illegal booze and shit was all available. St. Paul was like a rowdy city back in the day. Um. I bet you, you know, St. Paul didn't always used to be called St. Paul. It used to be called pig's eye. Well, now that's a nice name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, apparently somebody decided, you know, before we become a state capital, it might be wise to change the name of the city. <laughs> That'd be great. Pig's eye is a great name. Pig's eye is a good name. And I mean, I don't, I think having a bunch of kids learning the name of the, the Minnesota capitalist pigs that would have been pretty damn funny. They would have remembered that one over all others. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. But St. Paul, whatever. Uh-huh. You want to go is, to pig's eye? Yeah. Which, you know, it totally makes sense that it was a, uh, a hotbed for uh mob activity. And I, I have some photos of myself standing next to the uh, bullet holes in the fireplace down there. Um, that I can't which of them remember which of the mobsters got shot there, but it was one of the famous ones. That's pretty uh, pretty fun times. Of course, now Minnesota is uh, becoming in the process of of slowly becoming a uh, a republic of um, Somalia. Uh, Somalia, yeah, yeah, part of the the exclave of Somalia under the flag of Somalia. It is an interesting case. Who changes their fucking flag, dude? What state has changed their flag unless it was from pressure because it was too racist or something? You know, the Minnesota flag, I'm sure you remember it, was barely blue, as is the state with Lando Lakes. And uh, in the middle, in a little circle, was a Norwegian farmer. And in, in the other half of the circle was an Indian chief trading goods. Oh my God, that's so offensive. Totally racist and ex- exclusionary. Yeah. What about all the Somalis that actually own and run the state now? But it's an interesting case because it, we see over and over again, it's a perfect case when you talk about people that immigrate into this country and there are two completely different types of people. There's the one that wants to Loves Im- America. Right, that wants to immerse themselves mm-hmm. in the culture. Yep. That wants to make a better life and yep. be a part of America. Mm-hmm. And then there's the others that basically create a new city and then yeah. it keeps growing that is nothing like yeah, yeah. what's well, around. It's them. like uh right now France is completely under control of the caliphate. I mean, Macron thinks he's running the country, but he's not countries actually run the middle east it's if you don't control immigration then you have already lost the war 
it's crazy. Well, because and, you don't know who is coming across the border, and it seems to be yeah a lot of uh, military aged men. Oh yeah, uh, you talking about France or us? Both, both. I <laughs> know, right? I saw an interview. It was just a little quick clip of a alleged because they you know they blurred them out and everything, but an alleged Iranian that had come across mm-hmm. the southern border. And he was talking about the type of people that he's seeing. And he's like a lot of Chinese. He's like, you have to ask yourself if something happens, if the next yep. event happens, if that next 9-11 happens mm-hmm. and you have millions of foreign nationals of military age yeah. in your country. Whose side are they on? Well, there's only one thing to do, you know. You have to build internment camps. Oh, of course. So if if they don't look American. You got to put them in a camp. What does American look like these days? Well, you know, America is about 54% non-white. So I'd say you put all the whiteies in right. internment camps. We're the minorities now. Why aren't we getting really special treatment? Them. Yeah. By, by special exclusion, whites can be the smallest minority possible and still get nothing but uh, accused of having privilege. Not logical. Oh, well. Logic is a very racist creation. You know that it is mm-hmm. created nobody, by old white men in Greece. Like nobody questions it. I always say the same damn thing when people talk about immigration, like, well, don't you want people to come in and get a better life? It's like, sure. Fuck them. I don't fuck them. <laughs> but there's a system on how to do that so that yeah. there is a place for them to live, a job for them to have. This is the whole it's bad enough we have H-1Bs with actual, I guess, qualified people or people that, that are going to be paying taxes here. Like, I'm not in favor of that either. But the next level over, which is uncontrolled, undocumented, literally illegal by the laws of this country, which are not being followed for the last three years, uh, people just wandering around of their own accord. You know, I, I've had my car hit by somebody who is clearly illegal. And what do you think they have insurance? You think they pay for damages no. that they do to your vehicle? Hell no. My dad was hit uh, in a car accident that, that had a had him in a life flight flying to the hospital a number of years back. Thankfully, he, he's made it, but he was out for like three days. Um. Neither the car in front of him nor the car behind him had insurance. Nice. It's like, what the hell, man? These states are, they just don't care about their population. The population that actually pays taxes, that's supposed to be the only ones voting. No. And I I posted a map on NAS recently um, where I'm I'm trying to cross post everything to X and NAS because I think they're there's going to be more people that are just on X as well um, that had a, uh, it showed the, the, the states and the level of precautions they take for voting. And in over half the states in the country, they don't actually verify citizenship for you to vote. No, I think as long as you have a name that yeah. matches yeah that's something on there that was it's you don't even need that all you need is two pieces of mail 
like a um, a bank statement and a utilities bill, and you can vote. You don't need a driver's license. You don't need anything other than two pieces of mail. For most states, that's all it takes. Uh, there's only about I want to say about fifteen states that require something that is tied to citizenship, like for states where citizenship is um required in order to get a driver's license like in texas right where there's a lot of states now where they are intentionally letting people who are not citizens get driver's license yeah like california like you can't use a california driver's license to know that somebody's a u.s citizen or at least is legal in this country because i know somebody listening is going to be what about all the green card people yeah 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 Green card people are legally in this country. So even though they don't have a citizenship, they can get a driver's license, but also they're not supposed to vote. But in most places, there's no way to validate to keep somebody with a green card from voting because they obviously have all the documents. They have driver's license, they have bank accounts, they have everything else. Not supposed to vote, but you know, it's on them and to uh themselves police themselves to not vote but where do you think these extra 10 million people that showed up over the last few years um what do you think is the point of allowing them into the country hmm do you think they'll be able to provide two pieces of paper sure that's without a driver's license and then vote for the what's what's on that little printed piece of paper that they were given it is always been the right that has been the uh, thought process for the left is that if we can flood the country with people that are destitute, I don't even think it matters what nationality, Mm -hmm. but if you can bring in people that are destitute that need the handouts, Mm -hmm. those are the ones that are going to vote for more handouts. It's just that simple. Well, which kind of brings me nice round to a story that just came out today that, well, at least that I saw today, which is, uh, we might have a true start of the civil war happening right now. Uh, because Texas has now started using national guard to block access to, um, not just to the migrants, but to the, border patrol agents that are flagging the migrants through on texas land yes you basically the last time that texas used national guard against the federal government uh it's a long time been a few years 18 something yeah 1863 i believe but this is exactly what they're doing it's like you have a texas-based force that is defying the federal force so it's interesting oh yeah yeah well the federal force that's acting illegally much as they did in the war of northern aggression last time refusing to do their jobs mm-hmm. and that it's, it's hilarious when oh it's, people- it's even worse than that i mean it'd be one thing if they just walked off and didn't do their jobs right they're actually actively participating in the breaking of u.s code by waving these people on through and getting them on airplanes. So. 
Send them all to sanctuary cities who then cry well, that they can't take them. Which we've been doing. So, I mean, this is like a whole budget pro, uh, issue now on the, on the, in Texas. It's like, how much money are we spending enforcing what is a federal law that the federal government is not enforcing? Right. Well, they have to do something to relieve the pressure locally, which makes sense because everybody's coming in mm-hmm. to a very few areas. It's not like people are entering the country directly into Illinois or directly right. into Utah. Right. You know, you've got to go through those couple of states that border mm-hmm. and those states just get completely overrun. So I have no problem yeah. with them standing up and saying well then if you're not going to help us yeah we've got to do it it is a federal thing so the federal government i don't know what they're going to try to do it is going to be interesting because Uh, well i'm hoping for a conflict here honestly because what we need is a real moment to get people to realize that the federal government uh that we currently have not only is it an a um you know it's it's a non-elected government because there's been so much data now and videos coming out of genuine election fraud but it's a government that is it's literally working against laws that were passed by congress by not only not enforcing them but helping people evade them yes it's treasonous. It, we have a, a treasonous federal government and everyone's just going along with it. Well, that crazy Joe, he's an old man. He doesn't know anything. Well, whoever is behind Joe moving the strings sure as hell knows what they're doing. And what they're doing is treasonous. Well, and you can also make the case that the Bidens are way too compromised at this point because there are money trails coming in. from foreign countries Mm -hmm. so you're asking why is joe biden not caring not enforcing i mean the case could be made that he's already in such a demented state that he doesn't know what's going on but then you're right there's the people behind him or you make the case that joe biden who the video from maybe 20 years ago is circulating again with him talking before a small group of people talking about how important it is to have secure borders. This is Joe Biden from like 20 years ago. So the question becomes why the change of heart? And this is, I have no problem with a politician changing their stance on something, but they should explain why they're doing it. And you don't have that in this case. Well, we don't know why it's because, money somebody's votes. providing money for them to do it for whatever reason those people want it done but anyway if if they if, if the ball is kind of in the court of the federal government right now if they do something stupid like try and actually engage the texas militia oh man oh boy the the, the official texas militia is going to be the least of their worries you think the uh, citizenry Texas has more guns than the entire U.S. Army, Navy and Air Force combined. Well, the now, real question becomes guns. But what are you going to do? Nuke Texas? Well, hopefully not. Your bunker is not ready. Their yet. only choice. Uh huh. You got those ponchos, though. So you are at least one step I am ahead. protected. I've been forward thinking. <laughs> I've been providing ponchos to the folks that need them. 
But really, you've got a National Guard, which is more or less equivalent to the Army. So, I mean, what is the... Texas has the second biggest National Guard in the country. So who are they going to send in? I mean, that would be the question. Are they actually going to send in the army? Is the, oh, the darn, yeah, the actual full-time army, yeah. You know, and which the army is not supposed and to do anything. How, much, how many people in the real army are originally from Texas? Probably a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, like, whose side are you on, boys? Yep. It's, I'm telling you, this is, this is so fucking similar to what we went through uh, 150 years ago very very much and it's gonna be there's gonna be an event and this may very well be the thing that historians point as as kicking off the uh the second war of northern aggression well because it's all a game of chicken the feds have thought for the past few years there's no way Mm -hmm. that the state of texas is going to defy them it's always been hey no this is a federal thing you guys don't get to decide keep talking about like well yeah there's no way texas is gonna leave they're not gonna you know they keep liking to talk about their independence and and their ability to withdraw from the union but they're not gonna do it no i'll tell you what texas is gonna do is texas is gonna be the ones that are actually following the laws of the country of the united states which the federal government is not Yes. They're like, no, we're supposed to have a closed border, mm-hmm. a controlled border. How, how interesting would it be if a real civil war breaks out before the movie civil war comes out? When does the movie come out? I have a few months. Could happen. We're getting there with all of the mm-hmm. stuff with yeah. there's enough of the far right crazy MAGA people and don't get me wrong not against the MAGA people but there is a small percentage that are vehement Mm -hmm. they are ready I mean you want to talk about a powder keg all of the stuff that's going on now including the the farce in Atlanta Mm -hmm. where they're trying to nail Trump legally while their whole thing is falling apart that oh I'm fucking you and you're fucking him and this is all Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. This is all just nothing but a uh, a witch hunt. Yeah. And that case, if that case gets thrown out, that is going to further embolden the the MAGA folks. It's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to watch. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could talk about people being upset and crazy MAGA or whatever you want to call them, but having the National Guard be pushing out uh, border patrol agents from an area that's that's the kind of shit that starts bullets flying because then the question is what is the border patrol going to do well now they're yeah, under the I mean, control of Mayorkas, so it's going to be yeah. who's, who's already looking like a joke uh-huh. uh-huh so it depends how big his balls are and how badly he thinks and his face I would is hurt love for the federal government to try and tell them to push back because I suspect a lot of those federal border patrol who are already unhappy that they've been told what their mission is their entire 20 years in that job. And then for the last three years, they've been told to ignore everything they've ever been told. Right. They're not happy. So I suspect there's going to be an awful lot of border patrol people that 
being told, well, you have to take over that territory because, uh, you know, it's the federal government telling you, not these morons in Texas. And they're like, no, these say, people are doing you know the what? job. Fuck you. That's <laughs> right. it. We're, yeah, we're switching sides. Uh huh. There, there's a lot of people right now whose only reason for working for the federal government is because they don't really have a means of getting a paycheck if they quit. But if something else happens, if they get to the point where they're being told to do something they feel is um, morally wrong, I, I think you're going to start seeing a lot of folks uh, decide to not only switch sides, but do it very, very uh, vehemently. Well, as you said, Texas is very well armed. And if yeah. they have a cause, I mean, I just don't understand why what is going on isn't considered by most rational people to be an invasion. I mean, you have yeah. millions of people coming into your yeah. country. Yeah, tens and, of millions, tens of millions of people coming into the country. The laws never went off the books. All the laws that Congress passed relating to legal and by definition, illegal aliens. Let's use the real term, not the bullshit terms they come up for politically correct. These are the all G illegal aliens. No people are illegal. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, but they are. Yeah. And the case and I the, always make is this. You've got a house. You're an average person living in here, the United States, wherever it is. If the government shows up at your door and you open the door, because that's always a bad idea, but they're like, hey, here's a migrant family, 10 people, they're living with you now. Mm -hmm. You're yeah. going to do that? You're going to say, okay? Yeah. Even though literally prohibited by the constitution, but yeah, people would say, you know, well, what choice do I have? Well, this is what's my job if I don't do this. You know, this is what's going on at the border. It's like the, the fact that. The country is no different than your house. It's just a different scale. There comes a mm -hmm. point where, hey, yeah, you can absorb, you know, Gene, like he could, I could go stay with Gene for a few weeks. He wouldn't have a big problem. He could absorb one guy. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, there's <laughs> barely enough groceries for just one person here. Well, as long as I have internet and I can get up to the HEB and have them mm -hmm. deliver. Yeah. Then we'd have more food. But there's a big difference in having one person come stay with you to, well, here's 15. They need to stay with you. Yeah. Can you handle that? Can your house handle that? How many bathrooms you got? Well, how many bedrooms you got? Probably not enough. I mean, the snake has one. So, right. You know, if you want a room with the snake, you can yeah. come on in. Yeah. Well, and that this is what you describe is what happened immediately after the the Bolsheviks took over in the Russian Revolution. So the Bolsheviks, because uh, the Russian Revolution was not actually uh, orchestrated by the communists. It was a revolution by the peasants for sure, but not by the communists. The communists snuck in there as they often do. Um, Sneaky and so, commies. It, yeah. And even the term Bolshevik. So you, I'm sure you've heard that word before. What yeah. it actually means is, um, the big guys, like the, the big something it's the, the root of the word is big which is by design because in reality, the communist party was the smallest of the political parties. And so naturally they would name themselves the biggest political party. 
both in terms of people and in terms of representation, because, you know, they represent everybody, um, but mainly themselves. And, uh, and so when the Bolsheviks took over, um, there was a, and you know, a lot of the serfs like started moving to the cities because, uh, there was no longer any control from the pre-revolution imperial government. And, uh, frankly, what that means is there was no services being provided. So right. Everything moving. was reset. It's like, okay, yeah, we, have, big, the, we have the, we have reset the land, sure. we have the buildings, but nobody's working. Nobody's taking right. the garbage. Nobody's yeah. exactly. And, and things like deliveries of products all stopped. And so, a lot of people's only choice really at that point in surviving was, well, I'll just go to the big city. I'm sure things are better there. Well, the big cities were generally where not serfs lived, but more of the, you know, middle class and, um, people that weren't working on farms, people that were professionals in, in business of some type. And so they, the population, um, I don't want to really say density cause it's still a higher density in the cities, but you know, a lot of people that lived in the city could afford to live in the city had nice condos in the city, meaning a whole floor of a building kind of thing. And, um, uh, including my grandparents and after the, uh, or yeah, I guess it'd be both great grandparents and grandparents, even when they were young. Uh, and, um, when the um when the communists took over one of their edicts that came out was that uh you have to start sharing your apartments so everybody's apartment that has more than one bedroom becomes a communal apartment and you will be assigned other people who will live there as well how did that work out so well it i mean um, for better or worse like the penalty for not following orders is death. So it kind of worked out. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of people figured but that a lot of people who, you know, grew up in their childhood in their ancestral home, uh, all of a sudden had like three other families living in their home. And they were seen as, you know, the remnants of the evil, bad, uh, imperial government that existed. Uh, and some people would then actually get fully kicked out of their own homes and reassigned to a, a, a bedroom in somebody else's home. I mean, it's a, it's a total clusterfuck. Right. It, well, it that, but that is what eventually happens when you have millions of people invading a country with yeah. nowhere to stay. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to be staying. And that's what we saw in New York where they've shut down a school in order to house these illegal aliens right because that's an emergency we need to do yeah. it quick in the winter here yeah i can understand that because if you we drop off a hundred people when it's two degrees outside yeah. if they don't get inside they're gonna die and maybe they should like, and, well, you uh, shouldn't come here in the first place without yeah, a place exactly. to live i mean it's one of those things how do you think it would go if i just air dropped you into some european country when you had no money mm-hmm. in your pocket yeah. no id what do you do? Well, I I've run those scenarios, so I do know what to do, but, uh, <laughs> I believe that uh-huh. survivalist um, gene. I, I, I might even have some drop boxes around there, but, um, uh, it's, it's certainly not something that I think is being told to these people coming here that, 
oh, and by the way, you'll be a law-breaking illegal alien with no means of uh, even getting food. Correct. Um, I think the story they're being sold is like America with Joe Biden has got its arms wide open to everybody right now. Yes. And you can walk right in and you can assimilate a new life. Mm -hmm. And that's what I saw here in the videos of uh, Peter Santolini or Santangelo, whatever his name is over on YouTube. Yeah. The Peter guy, Uh, this documentary is about. He goes into all sorts of weird places. Mm hmm. And when he was talking to the Venezuelan migrants that were staying in the Chicago police station, uh-huh. they were like, it's horrible. We can't work because we can't get the. Because it's fucking illegal for illegals to work. Yes. Uh-huh. So we can't work. We can't get money. So since we can't get money, we can't get a place to stay and we can't get a place to mm-hmm. stay. So we're sleeping on the floor of a police station. And when asked, a few of them were like, uh, if you would have known what the, you were going to get yourself into, would you still come? No. Some of no. them have gone back to Venezuela. So that's yeah. the other op- op- opportunity now is just fly the people back to where they came from. Oh, yeah, that's that's great. Let's spend the money for that shit. Because yeah. they realize that what they're getting here is not better than what they left. I would actually hire some of these folks, bring them down to Texas and have them speaking Spanish as their job. They're going to get paid for telling how bad it is in the United States. With bullhorns, like as people are yeah, getting to the horns. border, yeah, 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 like officially supported and and just just massively spread them out to everybody that's within hearing distance of the border. Just say you're being tricked. Do not cross over that border. It is worse here than it was where you came from, and that would be telling the truth. Yeah, because nobody here is ready. Yeah, I mean, look, it'd be one thing if the Democrats wanted to do this and simply change the laws they had enough of a majority that they would change the laws it would go through congress it would get signed by the president that removes a whole bunch of restrictions that we have and it would simplify the immigration process from the current process which uses a lottery system to a free-for-all if you can cross the border into u.s you get to stay forever what about even even like europeans you know they when they fly here and incidentally they're going to start needing a visa soon but uh they they have all these restrictions on covid adam talked about that even with his daughter uh who lives in europe but who and who's an american citizen incidentally but she can't like bring her boyfriend over because he's not a u.s citizen because of they didn't get the jab Right. You know, there's all kinds of bullshit that people that follow rules have to do. Right. But you could just walk over the border. Well, look, all you got to do is just fly to the closest Mexican city or Canadian or. Well, I think that border is a little better guarded than the Mexican one. But you could you you could literally just come across the border. I would love to see what would happen that like this would be a fun video for somebody to make is what happens if you're a U.S. citizen and you're not hiding it. And you go through that same path of crossing the Rio Grande into Texas, being flagged over, given like a a toothbrush and a hoodie and all kinds of little travel sets from the border patrol. Uh, And then, um, you know, being told which airline you're going to be flying on. And incidentally, uh, there there have been plenty of recordings of people recording that they're not even just flying in coach. They're putting them in business class. Right. Oh, that was the other thing, because they need to uh, do it quickly, I guess, 
they're putting them in business class and they're buying no non-refundable one, fares. Right, so people right. that actually exactly. thousands of dollars yeah have uh, paid for the flights are getting bumped because they are yeah. on the cheaper fares. Right. So if you actually booked a flight, your family, you're going on vacation, it's very possible yeah. you're going to be interrupted because, well, well, they need that seat. I, I think that's less likely. But what is absolutely likely is all the frequent flyers that generally get free upgrades to first, they absolutely are getting bumped. by. Oh, these that's why you're mad. You're one of those guys. No, I'm not because I always buy first. Oh, well, so I'm, I'm usually the guy keeping other people from being upgraded to first because. I'm usually the first guy on the plane because uh, I actually paid 1400 bucks for my ticket. And then you paid uh, for the ticket next to you for your caviar guy to fly along. Yeah, no, I dude, I don't have a caviar guy in this state. So anyway, um, the, uh, the deal is that if you were to do this legally, you could do it. It would take some time for them to get enough support, to change the laws, but they know that that support does not exist. The population does not want this to happen. And so they're effectively running the country by executive order right now. And the executive order is all those, you know, all those laws that Congress passed and were signed into law by the then current president. Yeah. We're just going to give an executive order that says, ignore all those. The discretion to ignore prior law enforcement should not be up for grabs. That is not something that they should be allowed to do. And they're not allowed to do. Hence, we have a treasonous government. Right. They're well, they just claim that they're overwhelmed. That's the that's the, the ruse here is that they're, well, overwhelmed. they're hardly overwhelmed when they come and destroy fences set up by Texas in order to allow freer access to crossing the border to migrants overwhelmed i tell overwhelmed. you yeah well that's the story uh-huh. they're telling it's not yeah, true so, uh, so as far as i'm concerned i i really do hope that this escalates because this is what may be the only way that we can save our republic is by doing what jefferson said has to be done from time to time water the tree of freedom with the blood of patriots yeah, tree of liberty. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, with yes, with blood, including of patriots. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean, those should, <clears throat> those shouldn't be the only people dying. You're getting choked up here. You are uh, emotional. I am. It's just an emotional topic, man. You know, as a first generation immigrant myself to this country, who who believed in what this country stood for for so many years, watching it disintegrate and literally get closer and closer to the USSR, not to Russia, because Russia right now is a hell of a lot more capitalist than America is. But I'm seeing an awful lot of parallels between the current uh, United States and what I remember from living in the USSR. Well, it's the breakdown of law and order, which if you do this, as we're seeing on the border, And you do this with crime in all the big cities, as we're seeing with the shoplifting. We're seeing a point in history that appears that all of this stuff has accelerated at the same time. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had the wild, wild west way back when. Been saying it's the quickening for a while. But, you know, people used to get killed there because you had your own law. I mean, if you, you know, maybe that's the best way to go. Maybe we need to go back to that. 
I've been rewatching the HBO series Deadwood. Oh, I love Deadwood. It is such a good series, man. It's worth a rewatch. I, I highly recommend it to anybody. And if you haven't ever watched it, you you need to do it. It was made, you know, it was one of the early series, much like The Sopranos, yes. where uh, they really made it in a film like very r-rated full nudity full uh gore and blood and and you know when people get shot and stabbed and everything else you really see it i mean and it uh, may have had the worst language of any television show that i've yes, ever watched which which they have discussed uh, you know the producers talked about the writing on the show uh was based on uh on books and diaries and research of the era. So that is, they're saying this is not us trying to be all like edgy. This is literally a recreation of how people spoke that live there based on their own words. Swearingen was such a great character. He, he, that actor is so underrated, dude. He was Ian he something, such right? a good job. McCall, Ian McCall. No, yeah. McCall. Yeah. He's a, I, he's an Irish actor. He's done a lot of shit in England. He's actually, uh, yeah, I mean, his natural accent is British or Irish, but his, uh, his, you could not tell his accent in this show is extremely American, but they actually, in episode one, I had forgotten this. They actually mentioned that, uh, he, originally is an immigrant from you know ireland they they mentioned that uh and then they completely never talked about it again ian mcshane yeah that guy mcshane has a great voice yeah it's a nice raspy voice he is one of the anti-hero characters that i absolutely love and hate at the same time like he he does things which are clearly nasty and he, he, you know, hides his malice from others, but there's such a rational mind behind him that there, he has an understanding. He's playing the, the 3d chess. He's doing things that are not based on emotion, but always based on a calculation and he suffers plenty. Um, like he has uh, in one of the episodes in season two uh he's uh passing kidney stones right i remember that he almost dies as a result of that because remember they had like no medicine to treat any of the shit and surgery was very rudimentary and so like either you pass them and if you don't pass them and you can't piss you you die it's a different world yeah yeah uh, and then Trixie, she's a great character, also played by a British actress. Uh, it's funny because a lot of the actors in that show were British because they were cheaper. So you could get really professional, you know, theater quality actors for a lot less money than hiring American actors out of Hollywood. Because especially back then, remember, there used to be a stigma in uh, Hollywood actors working on television shows. Right. Like TV as soon was as you do a TV them. show, you're no longer a movie actor. Uh-huh. And this is where Which Timothy Oliphant so started. What? This is where Timothy Oliphant started yeah, before. Yeah. Uh, I, he did one movie before that. Um, that was a, not, yeah, you know, it's kind of a flop, but, uh, where he was this one of the main roles. Um, and it was one of those, you know, teenage, uh, sex comedy things. 
But this was really the first time that he was in the leading role as a leading man. He was also good and justified. Yeah. Although I will say his range of characters is pretty slim. Well, yeah, it's a, uh, it's basically a cowboy with a bad attitude. Yeah. <laughs> but it works <laughs> pretty much. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think everybody did a very good job. All the actors, uh, the guy that played Wild Bill Hickok, he just amazingly brought to life Bill exactly as I would have imagined him from reading about him. And did you watch, they came out with a movie like COVID yeah, time, right? I watched it. Yeah. And then I, I'm going to conclude my, at the end of watching the TV show, I'll, I'll re-see the movie as well. It was a fun uh, movie. It, it wasn't up. everything you wanted, but it was a fun little look back. Well, it took too long. I mean, yeah. it took them like 15 years before they made the movie. Right. So, I mean, it, obviously that it wasn't a, a, a continuation of the story so much as a retrospective of the story. But just great film, great filming. And you're right. It is like a, because it was 36 episodes and probably 45 minutes a piece. It's basically like a, you know, 28 hour movie. Yeah, really is. And it is fantastic. I have to watch that again. And then uh, I'll probably start swearing more for a while. Yeah. Cack sucker. Right. (laughs) That's probably the most commonly used word because that's just general reference to any man in there's cocksucker. And now, I mean, you'd be canceled for that. I want to see now it would be funny for somebody oh, to take. Dude, no, you'd be canceled for the use of the N word like a thousand times. I mean, can you? I want to know what it would look like to take one episode of Deadwood and make it okay for woke TV today. Uh, it'd be about 20 minutes. Mm hmm. And yeah. every half the stuff would either have to be beeped or the words would yeah. have to be changed to something. Well, well worth showing. And that got me to want to replay Red Dead Redemption 2, which, um, you know, came out like five years ago or six years ago. And I, I kind of replayed it once a year usually. And I was like, oh, this will be fun. Can't fucking log in there. And I've got tickets open with the company. Their new anti-piracy launcher bullshitty thing keeps not letting me log in even though i can log in just fine on the website but i can't log in the stupid launcher which means i can't run even the single player version of the game is it because your ip is in moscow and they're like it is i tried using a vpn it didn't help bastards i know so i'm gonna i'm i told them look my next attempt to prove that it's on your end and not mine i'm installing this on a different computer on a different network the same steam account and if it doesn't work on that computer well i guess we know it ain't on my end is it that would be true yep that's how you figure out half this stuff i mean it's crazy it's like you got to go and buy another five thousand dollar computer just to test a stupid game (laughs) well that's maybe that's what they want you to do they just send me your old one if you're not using it anymore yeah i got two old ones now keep building up man i got them all sitting in the basement yeah i'm like tony soprano dude i I never dispose of old TVs or uh, computers when I'm done. You got to keep them. You never know when they might be worth money. You remember that, right? From the Sopranos, Tony explains it. And it's actually a true thing um, that uh, uh, the, uh, the mob never replaces TVs. I mean, well, they, they get new ones, but they don't ever dispose of the old ones 
because the the theory is that as soon as the feds know that you just put in a new TV, uh, they're instantly going to try and bug it. Like they're, you know, they're going to, which honestly is how they do it. Uh, in reality is they just get that latest model and then put the bugs in. And then when nobody's at home, they swap out the units. When you're assuming that they all don't come with the bugs now. Well, okay. The Sopranos was shot back 20 years ago. Right. But I mean now. Yeah. Well, now they do all come with the bugs. It's called Alexa. The smart TVs that have the microphones built they all in. They have microphones these days. And there's not a, you can't buy a TV without a microphone. And then some of them have cameras too. You'd have you to know. go in and disconnect them physically. <clears throat> and then maybe yeah. it would stop them from working. Or, you know, if you're just using it as a TV or rather even just a display, you don't connect the TV to wireless. Yeah, you don't want it on the Wi-Fi you if you don't to. want to. You don't be need that. it on Wi-Fi because the what you're using it for is what's on the Wi-Fi, and that's plugged in just through HDMI. Now there were so cases. Really the TV itself does not need to be on Wi-Fi, but most people connected right away because they're stupid. As we uh, talked about on Grumpy Old Ben's, at one point, oh, is that show still going? Still going. Oh, man, I haven't heard of my old podcast for a long time. Some of the uh, television brands, I don't know if they were still doing it, but there was one of I forget which brand, maybe Samsung. Mm-hmm. that was looking for open wi-fi networks it would connect itself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like damn now with Isn't all of crazy? these like comcast or you know all of these open wi-fi yeah. accounts yeah. everywhere there's stuff built into the tv that's like nope we can just have an account that uh mm-hmm. we can get the data that we need somebody had a uh posted something that on x that was like why is my lg washing machine using like three gigs of uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'm glad mine fell off the Wi-Fi. I haven't checked. I mean, I get, <laughs> I get it with some of these devices. Yeah. Unfortunately, Sorry doesn't have a microphone. When they, uh, it might. When, uh, when they lose connection, mm-hmm. and then just keep trying and trying and trying and trying, they're using mm-hmm. bandwidth. Mm-hmm. So there's that's unfortunately when some of these things break, they just use constant data because they're trying to do something. It's not necessarily nefarious. Most of the time, it's just stupid programming who don't know. Well, yeah. if we're having a problem connecting, maybe only try once every day or hour or whatever. Yeah. Rather than hammering on the network. But yeah, I noticed that the new air fryers have the Wi-Fi built in. The mm-hmm. the coffee machine we've got has Wi-Fi built in. And the only mm-hmm. reason that I allow that is I understand that it reads the QR code on the coffee pods, which a lot of them have now. Yeah. And they adjust these yeah, strings they come out with new codes that it has to right. figure out. So it's like, okay, if you want it to be able to read that, obviously you don't have to have it do it. You can disconnect it. I mean, it is a right. little bit weird when some of these things have services that are like, well, we could, uh, you know, if you buy your K cups, through us well okay you bought a hundred of these k cups once you've used 90 it'll be like oh we'll reorder you know we, we can mm-hmm. we can track what you're drinking and know that's all a little bit weird mm-hmm. i get it as they were talking about a no agenda yesterday i believe they were talking mm-hmm. about the refrigerators with the cameras that will be able Look to tell food. you that you know what you're low on or hey 
this package of meat is expiring in two days. Yeah. You should use it. Or, wow, we <laughs> see you have these five ingredients. Hey, let, me, let me ask Make a question this. about food. Yeah. So I've got some sauerkraut that I pull out a can in my fridge. And the expiration date on it was about a year and a half ago. What the hell makes sauerkraut expire? I don't know. I've had this conversation it's, about so many different things. It's literally fermented uh, a product. Yeah, it's fer- fermented cabbage, which kills all bacteria. Part of the reason you eat it is because it's antibacterial and it's actually good for you in that sense. Um, what the hell would expire? sauerkraut so i'm gonna eat it i don't care Woo! if it's a year and a half sitting yes! in the fridge because as far as i'm concerned that's bullshit it's one of the foods that you can can and then eat like a decade later and i usually go at least a little bit past whatever the expiration date is because one we know that's not that is a cover their ass date yeah. on anything that's on food my refrigerator is so close to freezing that mm-hmm. I know things are going to last a little bit longer, but I am curious about things in the freezer. Now that we got the new freezer, I'm finding yeah. things. We bought a bunch of chicken breasts that yeah. were individually vacuum packed. Yeah. Like right when COVID started. Oh yeah. You could eat those. It's like so three four years it's okay i mean it's fine as long as it's been frozen the whole time as long as the, you never thought them and then refroze them right no they haven't they've Although just technically it's probably still okay even but that point, that's right. the only time the risk ever goes up but you could keep uh foods that are solid frozen you can have almost indefinite life now you will have changes in taste after a while right a little taste and texture uh yeah they may not because you know the crystals are ripping apart all the cells in there when it's frozen but um yeah i like i just picked up i think 20 20 some or 20 or more uh chicken breasts um which did show up unlike the locks right well the locks was good stuff yeah but specifically to put in the freezer so i can just have a whole bunch of them because I, you know, now that I have a freezer in the garage, I can have a whole bunch of food for when, uh, uh, when the real war between Texas and the right. You want to be ready. I, I mean, this you're not going to be wanting to look for chicken after the militia is forming up. Right. That's when the uh, shelves at the grocery store will be bare. It'll be like the well, toilet yeah, paper the, at the, the beginning. The federal of government's going to block all, uh, you know, the, the whole Texas border. I'd like to see that happen. I would too. I really would, man. In the troll room, trollroom.io, DigiGuru wants to know, is this live now? No, we are not no, live this is now. totally not live. That's why we're not answering your question directly. And yes, under the weather did mean I was dead damn tired from having to play out in the snow because our snow blower went under. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, it is winter. It is under the weather. We have been under the weather. So if somebody wants to come shovel the walkway, I told the wife, that's all you. If you want to <laughs> shovel the walk away, <laughs> like, I would just get a flamethrower. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I know that there are things that it's probably crazy. Prohibitively. I had, one that had a heated driveway. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. I know it would yeah. probably be prohibitively expensive. It's, I don't think it is. It's really not. But that seems like the greatest idea ever. Just it lay. has to be a forethought though. You can't, you do can't it do it after, it the, after the drive. You have to yeah. right. If you get a new driveway. Yeah. 
you build you that gotta in. lay the wire in like an inch or two below the surface and then you just flip a switch and you never yep. have to shovel again yeah and it's not instant though it's it's one of those flip a switch in the evening so that by morning it's totally empty right well yeah it's not going to heat up to like a thousand degrees or anything yeah. all you got to do is get it to 32 degrees right freezing yeah and once it's just on the other side of melting over time the whole all the snow will melt off of there but this is the first big snow we i mean i was gonna say of uh, the year but then obviously the year just started but of the season as well well you know we might get some snow next week well that would be even more fun when people are trying no. to come across the border well that's true but it wouldn't be fun because when it snows here the electric company decides to shut your power off well right because the windmill stops spinning and then uh-huh, they don't exactly, have enough electricity the windmill stops spinning yes thank you texas it's a genius idea not having enough electricity for the folks that live there now but let's bring more people in yeah i mean that that seems reasonable can you just have some migrants run on a treadmill to power up your house or something like that that would help it's a great idea treadmills for migrants and then have them generate electricity right it's we could do a thing Um. we could have like a whole like a live yeah, it's, thing. It, it's going to get down to 33 degrees tonight. Woo! It's 33 what, here right now. Guess what it's going to be on Saturday? Less probably. 17. Ooh, that is cold for you. Um, guess what's going to be on Monday? 18. 10. Ooh, wow. See, that is, it's about what that's going to be here. That's interesting. We're going to have a full week of sub-freezing weather, which probably means... I will lose power before the next time we do a show. And how's your generator? I'm sitting in a box. I think I should probably set it up today. Yeah, I would think maybe you want to check it out. Yeah. And oh, that's what I was going to do today. I need to run out and uh, get some fresh gas because my gas is like a year old. Let me look at my uh, weather forecast here. Sunday, the high negative mm-hmm. one. Monday, the high negative two. Oh, these are all lows, I'm telling you. The high is going to be right around 32. Uh-huh. Tuesday, a high, negative four. Yeah. So three days below zero Fahrenheit. Well, thank God for global warming. That's all I can say. Yeah. The lows, I mean, to be nice, the lows are only going to be negative 10. Oh, so you're not even colder than we are. I mean, negative 10 Fahrenheit. Oh, negative. Sorry. Yeah. You're 20 degrees lower. And yeah. then Wednesday, it's going to be balmy, 15 then 16 on thursday seven on friday power are very slim true that is true i was supposed to have a dentist appointment on tuesday but when i saw the high was going to be negative four she called this morning right after i came in and i'm like can i push that back a week i don't know i don't, don't want to be out so when it's monday or when it's 10 degrees is when we're supposed to get the snow showers well we will be wishing you luck got to make sure that uh yeah you have that emergency generator ready to rock and roll. Yeah. I mean, I've got all the bits and pieces. I should probably run the cords right now before I, we even get there to the house. And then um, be ready to run that puppy uh, if, if the power drops, which uh, it's very likely. Given past history, two out of the last three years, when it's been freezing temperatures, I've lost power. The next day that it is scheduled to be over freezing and that is just at 33 Mm -hmm. will be the 23rd. 
Wow. So we've got a nice cold snap that'll be around here yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. By the 23rd, we should be back to 55 degrees. See, the snake will be happy. You won't have to uh, right? stay up and bring hot water up every 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, I've got heaters, and now with the generator, I could just run a heater in there so I don't have to be stay awake. You just get that Vornado. I got a little Vornado space heater. Yeah. Thing works I've fairly got, well. I've Which, got oil heaters. See, I should get one of those. Larry from that Larry show and uh, from Planet Rage, he was saying those are the way to go. That's the best heaters, yeah. The little portable oil. They're know. they're fully, um, you know, there's no no flames, nothing. There's just sealed, right. You can't light anything on fire with those. Which is good. Yeah. Just generates heat. Yeah, it's just a, a little in you know heating unit that like the old way, the olden oil. days. It yeah, looks it like is, one of really those is. old things. Yeah, from the houses. I mean, I remember going to my dad's mm-hmm. when the house he grew up in. Yep, and being like, "What are these?" Like, <laughs> no, really? Like, yeah. where's the where's the uh, internal heat thing with the furnace? And no, uh-huh. they didn't have those. No, no, you had radiant heat. So it'll be an interesting uh, week, I guess, weather-wise for everybody. The country's yeah. going to be dropped down. People will be trying to cross the border. Gene will be trying to sell them ponchos. Mm-hmm. And what is going on? I mean, they've been talking in uh, No Agenda Social here. I mean, on uh, the troll room about No Agenda Social. And you mentioned yeah. it coming in. I've totally missed everything. What is going on? I don't know. I don't know. I've just been seeing. Like people that are like trying to riot or i mean is this the equivalent of a no agenda uh, social I, all riot? i know is i'm i'm happy that csb put a um an x group of no agenda so there's you know to have no a backup folks on x not even backup i mean I'm, I'm using it actively i'm posting a bunch of stuff in there there's a little over 100 people in there right now but it's basically people that are no agenda uh you know fans and uh they're on X and it's a good place for anything related to the no agenda community. Well, uh, it's always good as it's been pointed out over and over again. Yeah. To have multiple avenues. Sure. Yeah. You don't want to be like, Hey, the only way I know how to communicate with gene is through no agenda social. And then boom, it's gone. Exactly. Exactly. You want to have multiple areas. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, are just a little bit thin skinned mm-hmm. mm-hmm. when it comes down. Cause I've heard this a lot. Well, and before we get off the topic too, CSB yeah. sent us a uh, boostergram. Well, there were two, I think from him that ended up being for this show, probably because we missed the show at one point. Cause the la- I have one from January 5th and the okay. 12th. When did we yeah. do our last show? Maybe that uh, was on the 5th. Well, we, we did one it last week, week ago. We didn't do it two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. So we have the one for today, 10,000 sats. Mm-hmm. Hello, comrades, Gene and Darren. He knows. Mm-hmm. I'd like to invite your audience to follow me on Twitter or X.com. My username there is CSB, just three letters. Any follower who follows me there for 33 days or longer will get from me $1 paid in Bitcoin Satoshi's just let me know 33 days after following me and I'll transfer via invoice or lightning address. Yo, CSB. I wonder if that applies to people that have been following him for over 33 days already, or if we need to unfollow right. him, unfollow, and then refollow him again, then refollow. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting concept because what I like here yeah. 
I mean, I will say, I think technically it's against terms of service of X because you're not allowed to pay for um, subscribers on X. I mean, true. You're not allowed to go out, but can you reward the people that do? Yeah, well, that's that's the gray line, right? Right. So where does that where does that edge? I think buying a follower (laughs) means you would pay before getting the follow. Well, that's how I've always done it. So here, not that I've ever done it. Here it would be. Well, follow me, but it would get people involved. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm all for it. I think it's a creative way to get more followers, and the more followers he has. <clears throat> the more people will see my content that he re you know re-exes exactly so i'm i'm all happy for it i'm just saying you know as a cautionary thing is i i think technically terms of service uh disallows things like that it will encourage people to get a lightning wallet to get that sweet sweet dollar yeah yeah now, and you i'm could glad also- I'm glad he's using dollars finally instead of just random number sats because that's always been, I think, a reason for lack of adoption, in my opinion, is that um, a lot of people just never made or don't want to keep straight in their heads the value of sats. And as you've seen and I've brought up, you know, people get all excited about sending you 500 sats and they're like, hey, how come you're not mentioning me? It's like, Dude, you sent me five cents or right. less. No, you sent me like two cents. One dollar right now, 22,096 yeah. statushis. Uh-huh. So like for that instance, then CSB, the $10,004.36. That's all right. Yep. But I want to know CSB as a, a podcast host. If after the 33 days, can these people say, just donate that to unrelenting? Don't send it to me. <laughs> send it to unrelenting. That oh, way, there you go. Yeah, yeah. following CSB, idea. you can get a dollar to donate to this show for yeah, free. I love it. It's good. CSB gets what he wants, and yeah. we get CSB's sweet, sweet money. Well, that we we do like that. That's always good. Before no agenda social falls down. Uh, well, and and before like somebody else comes up with this same concept, and right. We don't get money. Now, again, I think people have a little bit of a thin skin and people will be like, ah, you're biased. You like curry. It's like, well, yeah, but that is not I don't think affect much here where people take things quite often in a very. What do you mean? You like curry? It's literally the thing that has the name of his show that that. You know, I mean, he didn't set it up. It was set up by uh, another fan of his, but it's like. It's called no agenda social. If you're constantly disagreeing with no agenda, because everyone's always ragging on John and occasionally on Adam, um, then dude, go somewhere else. Like, you know, no one's keeping you here. But people have the very thin skin. They do not like to get told that either they're wrong or that, you know, if they disagree mm-hmm. with them, they take that. You know, yeah, Curry, I, you're on the wrong side of this. Uh huh. And it's, it's like, like well, okay. that's fine. I mean, not everybody's on the right side of everything. And make, yeah. The way I always have looked at it is then make your case. If you think I'm on the wrong side of mm-hmm. an argument, well, make your case because I'm not really 100% stuck into anything. If you can give me an information that I go, wow, I didn't know that, or that's, yeah, that's a new way to look at things. But mm-hmm. they take things like, 
Adam Curry saying, well, you know, I, I hate memes. It's just garbage. It's like, well, that's his opinion. I don't like memes either. I don't find them to be all that interesting. They're hilarious. What are you talking about? And some people believe they are. It's just everybody has a different taste in different things. And that's okay. Nobody's saying don't do it. It's just the reality is when you look at No Agenda Social, you can see the quality of the conversations, the quality of the arguments that are being had. Not a whole lot different than what you see on X. No, I'd say no difference at all. And that was always the thought was if you have a smaller, like-minded overall group of people that come together on a social media site without all of that other bad Russian bots and without all the other mm-hmm. bad extraneous forces, yeah. well, then it would be a much different experience. And we found out it doesn't right. really appear well, that it and is. I think, I think no agenda social proves that there have never been any Russian bots thing doesn't exist it's just uh, a boogeyman created out of thin air to blame people with different opinions because the like as you say the the arguments and content type on ogen social is just like it has been on twitter previously and the argument was always well twitter's just full of bot farms and right. and you know uh, uh, meat sockets or or whatever they're called pop meat uh, popsicles whatever the fuck term they're using but basically accounts controlled by one person and then um you know then you go to no agenda social and it's literally the same stuff so you unless unless no agenda social is a bunch of bots and sock puppets maybe and cartoon doodlers and cartoon doodlers yeah what's up with that i mean obviously those are not real uh there's no way you can have this many people all post posting original artwork what a bunch of bullshit that's all bot farms and you also know that no matter how stringent any sign in form or hoops that have to be jumped through Mm -hmm. there are always going to be people that get on that service that are going to want to do nothing but troll they're going to want to do nothing but cause trouble Mm -hmm. and people fall into it because I was like that for a long time was very hard to just walk away from an idiotic argument. Mm-hmm. And then you just learn, you go, well, not really worth the time. No, no. but I, if you're engaging and then I see why yeah. people get all upset. Yeah. And I, I've always tried to reply to anybody that, that posts at me, but I, I've kind of gotten to a pattern where I will do a maximum of two replies and then block the person because there's, um, anyone who is intellectually open to discussion can engage in civil conversation on any topic. And, you know, they generally, when your point of view is further explained and refined, they can find something in common and say, Oh, okay. I see why you're saying this, but here's my thoughts and why I would still go the other direction. And that's perfectly fine. But when your post is like, Oh, you're, yeah. Or when you read somebody that's in total disagreement with you and then you reply back with, well, here, here's why I'm saying this, but ultimately, uh, you know, no matter how you slice it, uh, this, this, this point stands. And their reply is, 
Yeah, you 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 just like to kiss Adam's butt. Right. Okay. Do I need this person reading my shit? No. No. You're turned off. You you know you lose access to everything I write. And it's certainly not worthy of engaging at that point. Oh god, no. No. The, the, these people are NPCs. It's that's, like they're looking. You know, they're looking either for attention and it's everywhere on social media and it's everywhere yeah. because we have a country where division in a world really where division makes people in a money world it gets division yes yeah you doing on. william shatner uh no the the movie new movie guy oh yeah the, oh yeah the real low voice guy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in a world where division brings money to soros more division yeah. happens one man one no agenda social stands alone yeah, exactly to bring peace harmony and freedom yay but people yeah. get fra- I mean, they get fractured very they, quickly they do and i think a lot of people argue with their emotions and not with reason well there's a lot of people out there who take part in the value for value model Mm-hmm. by listening to shows who will never, never giving them any money never never <laughs> and it's like i don't have a lot of money to give but i still no. try to send it around when i can oh yeah and that's a part that's of the same. whole thing it's like if you're listening if you're engaging uh-huh. it is it is a fallacy i understand but it comes down to when you yeah. look at numbers and you see that you get a thousand, just say, to make the math easy. If you get a thousand yeah. downloads, okay, you figure maybe 500 people are actually listening. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, nobody, nobody even came in with a buck. Well, CSB did, but nobody mm-hmm. even came in with a buck. And if everybody would just come in with a buck, then wow, this show would do really well. Yeah. And you understand, while that's not going to happen, you look at the percentage that is taking part in. Yeah. No agenda's math has well, always me, been like a couple of just- percent. Let me just say something that somewhat goes contrary to Adam's whole value for value model, uh, which is this is literally the reason that advertising exists. But it is also dying. Is No, it's not dying at all. Um, this is why people that create content, content creators. Yes, like us. Uh, use ads in order to generate money. And the reason is because there's still a choice. It is still optional for people to listen to them, to consume their content. Um, but it is not optional to listen and not have the creator get paid. So people that are willing to put up with the ads in order to get content need to think for themselves and say, gee, uh, if I like this enough to get it, even with ads, maybe I like it enough to not get ads and just give some money to the person. Right. Cause you know, everybody over, I mean, granted generalization, but almost everybody is paying Netflix. They're paying Hulu. They're paying yeah. Disney plus they're paying something paying everybody. And you know, everybody kind of 
jokes about the uh, the amount of ads on some of these shows like um uh you know ben shapiro's got an ad like every five minutes that he reads it, it's it's really the old radio model right yes well like, i was watching talk, the guy talk, talk that ad 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 the, uh, the guy that does uh, lego videos mm. in the middle of the lego video the other day was like well let's talk about mental health and i'm like what yeah. the f- yeah. is let's- that mm-hmm. what is that no i will say no beret to in the troll room uh-huh. when adam posted the question how often do you listen to the show yeah he's no berets the smart ass that's like what show I listened to all of Darren O'Neill's shows. I'm like, hey, do not put me into this. Oh, he dragged you right in, didn't he? Uh huh. I'm like, do not do that. Thank you for listening, though. Uh huh. But it's like we well, have which really show. Give a shit if he listens, if he doesn't donate, he has donated. Oh, I don't well. know if he's. I think yeah, no beret. He's donated to this show. Okay, and right. to a Planet Rage, and to uh, I think all of them by now. Well, it'll be kicked off by Adam soon enough, I guess. <laughs> like you're donating to the wrong show. Uh huh. I mean, no beret, his uh, note on a couple of them was 10 bucks is 10 bucks. Eh? And I'm like, yes. Now, if everybody that listens to a podcast and enjoys it once a month went eh, 10 bucks. Yeah. Or a buck. Uh-huh. 10 bucks a year, even <laughs> 10 bucks at some point. Yeah. Yeah. It all works itself out in the long run. It's like everything, you know, you get to decide. If you people go and uh, spend 20 bucks to go see a movie, they spend mm-hmm. uh, hundreds, if not thousands to go see concerts now. Mm-hmm. So it's only fair to say, well, if you enjoy it, if yeah, you don't if you want tickets with a bathroom, it is a thousand. Uh huh. And if you want to, uh, if you want to keep those things around that you enjoy, you have to support them in one way, shape or form. And I understand the Biden economy. Believe me. I understand the Biden economy, but the other things, you know, people can do is like, well, go tell all of your friends to listen to the show. Somehow get them on board, Mm -hmm. post about it on the social media. You don't even have to annoy your friends. Just do things that help support the show, which is why I post about no agenda all the time. It's like, well, people are following me. I figure this is one good way that I can funnel those through, you know, and maybe one of those people that are funneled in. We don't have a gigantic audience, but we have a decent size audience. And honestly, I can tell you this because, um, you know, I've done this with other shows. Uh, if we were to start placing two ads per episode in this show, we would probably be making around 75 to a hundred dollars per episode. It's not much, but it's more than we're currently getting. Right. Gene, let me tell you about blue chew. Yeah. What is that? Hey, it's something that's fantastic. If you're with your woman and you need a quicker response time, Blue Chew, without, now without a prescription. Wow, that, that sounds pretty exciting, especially when you have a title. Have you thought of beginning a title in Ireland? Oh, no, I have not. Yes, well, luckily, we have a sponsor that uh, sells those for a very reasonable $200. Oh, I can be Sir Darren O. Sir Darren O, not just plain old Darren O. Just make sure you use the discount code Sir Gene when ordering your title. Right. I'm just that pre-show guy. Mm-hmm. Before I couldn't remember my name and people were like, whoa. And I'm like, no, no, this is as planned. Pre-show guy. Yeah, that's as planned. The less people well, that know my name, the better off the I am. The way I hear it, the pre-show to no agenda is the second most listened to show on the live stream. That is true. 
Yeah. Which isn't hard so to congratulations figure. Congratulations on stealing that slot. From who did I steal? That's it from? the only reason you got that title. Because I'm the hardest working podcaster on the stream right be after anything right in front of No Gen that would have the second most popular show. But okay, sure. Now it's your show. Now I don't think it would be the two hours before anything that's on. I think people would then just tune in. I do believe the time slot is very helpful because people mm-hmm. are going to listen to No Agenda. But I have well, more especially people. when your new time slot is literally when no agenda used to start. Right. That was a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. Unless Adam, you get up later. Adam Curry in the troll room says you reap what you sow. No beret. And that is true. Uh huh. I yeah. believe that 100 percent. Well, and that's why we're poor. Which is why. Exactly. Have you heard unrelenting? Uh-huh. We almost <laughs> relented today because the weather sucked and my snowblower broke. And I'm like, I am exhausted. Yeah, and then Gene said, fuck that shit. Gene's put like, your, I really need to talk to you man about my pants fasting. On and, get behind the mic. and I had some coffee and I had some Gatorade and I stopped sweating profusely because this is the worst thing about the winter and clearing snow is that oh, yeah. when yeah, you walk out like pounds of water, you know, because you walk outside and it's cold. So you're like yeah. totally bundled up. But then yeah, you yeah, start yeah. basically exercising. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get hot. Now, very I, I have not moved snow and and don't plan on ever doing that for the rest of my life however recalling back to when i did use shovels as a kid um although i mostly tried to use the snowblower but occasionally my dad say there's only two inches just use a shovel you're like but no it's easier i like like the snowblower it's cool because it pulls me behind it yes it's fun Um, it's like skeeching all the way across yeah yeah, exactly at at like one mile an hour Uh uh-huh safer too um but uh yeah, man, because have you seen snowblower accidents? It's not pretty. No, well, th- my parents, when I was growing up, it was a wheeled snowblower, mm-hmm. but unlike these pussified big rubber blades that they have now. Oh, no, they were all steel. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. They were big this steel corkscrew. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was not for the uh, faint of heart. You did not want to get in front of a snowblower. You, you get scrape marks on your asphalt after using it. I need a new snowblower. Of course, I have no money to buy a new snowblower, no, but we're poor. I know that's exactly right because we are poor podcasters. So support unrelenting. This is 2024. Yes. It's a brand new concept. Support the show. Yeah. Good New Year's resolution. Support the podcast that you listen to, even if you don't like. Be our like our buddy Dale from Down Under. Mm-hmm. That guy, we owe him a steak. I Dale, yeah. I mean, I hope he knows this. That absolutely, anytime that he's in the U.S. or frankly, if I ever do make it down to Australia, that uh, there, there's a, a a plate with a steak on it with his name on it. Do you have a guest room or guest house for Gene if he comes down your way, Dale? Just curious. Yeah, I mean, I'd be okay if he just paid for my. Uh, first class airfare to get down to well i mean i i'm not even talking about that if i get down there on a business trip and and he wants to pick up a stay at the four seasons i'm totally okay with that (laughs) i don't think he likes you that much i could (sighs) i could could be wrong i don't think he likes you that much Mm -hmm. although we could buy a mistake man come on it's fair we could broadcast live from dale's dojo yeah that's cool something we can try out a whole new cool thing stuff i may i may end up down in australia i like said i i kind of had a conversation with uh uh one of my partners down there and um he's he said he's definitely going to see if there's some opportunities for me to come down 
Well, after the migrants overtake Texas, what else can you do? Right. You go to Australia. Although the danger is if you leave your house for more than two days, you might come back to a family living there. 